Thank you so much for joining us today for our LifePoint podcast. At LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and with God, anything's possible. Hope you enjoy. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you guys today? Come on, everybody. Man, welcome, welcome, welcome. Those of you who are worshiping with us online, welcome to you as well. You guys are part of our family. Uh, Those of you who are at home, you may not understand what we've just come through. We've come through 39 or whatever and rain. And so these folks here in the room, those of you who who woke up, not curled up into your blankets, but you're out and you're doing stuff, the sturdiest among us. Come on, y'all. The best people, the brightest people. Some would say the craziest people, but you're here. So thank you so much because it's a crazy wet day, cold day outside. Hey, listen, we are in day seven of 21 days of prayer. And this is a a thing we do every January and every August to kind of set ourselves up for the new year, for the season, the new seasons that are coming up on us. And and man, yesterday we gathered here, some of you gathered with us online as well for prayer. And it was awesome, man. I'm going to tell you, the next two Saturdays, 9 to 10 in the morning, right here, we have coffee for you. Usually have some fruit or some bars or whatever. Uh, I promise you, you'll, it'll be worth your time. And we'd love for you to join us. Then every day at noon, we're just checking on Facebook to encourage, to give, leave an encouraging word, to pray together, and to let you have the opportunity, um, those of you out there worshiping with us online as well, just to let us know what we can be praying for you about. We have people coming in in the auditorium from 12 to 1, almost every day, Monday through Friday anyways, uh, praying here over the needs that we're getting. And so we'd love for you uh, to join us in that. And then last thing I want to tell you before we jump in is our life group season launches next Sunday. So you have a card in your chair. There's one every other chair or so. You can, you can scan that QR code. You can go to webs- uh, our website, lifepointsa.com. There's folks out in the lobby. There'll be folks next week as well. If you want to sign up for that, there, some of them are on per- in person, some of them are online. But, man, everybody needs to be in a group. That's just what we believe. Everybody, life change happens best in circles, not rows. So we love rows. We're here in rows today. But circles, man, that's where it's at. So we'd love for you to uh, join us. Today, um, by the way, my name is Danny Rivers. I didn't introduce myself. Uh, I'm one of the pastors here at LifePoint. If you're a guest with us today, man, thank you so much for joining us here in the room. And if you're a guest with us online, thank you as well. It's such an honor, such a privilege to have you here. Uh, Today we're we're starting a series called Better uh, Than Normal. And over the next few weeks, we're going to make a case um, about why... Getting back to normal might not be such a good thing. We're, we're going to talk about what might be actually better than what we used to call normal in terms of how we think about work and our faith and, and money and, and, and relationships. And, and, and we've, we've all been saying this. I remember back in, in March when all this started happening, the first couple of weeks, I was like, okay, man, hopefully in a couple of weeks things will go back to normal. We'll have Easter at the church. We'll have our grand opening. We had all these celebrations planned around the, the, the launch of this building that we had just built. If you're new here, this is a, still a very new space for us. As a matter of fact, it's still not all done everywhere. We're getting it done as, we are, as we're able to. Um, and, and I just remember thinking, man, I can't wait to get back to normal. And, and when we say normal in that context, what we mean is daily life. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I can't wait for the day when I can go to Walmart or Lowe's without a mask on. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm looking around going, man, this is so weird. Even after almost a year now, I'm still just, it freaks me out that we're wearing masks as we walk around. I know it's the best way. I know it's the safe way. But it's just like, man, I can't wait till we can get over that. I can't wait to 
normal, take it back to normal when we can get gather with our families. I know some of you, Christmas was weird this year, different at least, because you couldn't be there. I can't wait to go back to a Spurs game. Come on, they're five and four, and that's for me a miracle all by itself. They beat the Lakers the other day. They beat the Clippers. I'm down for all of that, and I can't wait to go back to that. A live concert. Come on, y'all love music. My wife and I, we were, we were scheduled to go to several different concerts last year. It didn't get to happen. Thankfully, they gave us our money back. Come on, because that would have been even worse. Like, I, I can't wait until a time will come when if someone sneezes, we don't all dive to the floor like it was a grenade they just threw into the room. Come on. All right. First service thought that was funnier than y'all did. Uh, anyways, I can't wait for my kids to go back to school. Amen. I love them. I can't wait for them to go back to school, normal school setting. For, for, for their sakes, not for mine, but for their sakes. And, and if that's what you're saying when you say, I can't wait to get back to normal, I feel you on all that, Right? I, I can't wait for all those things as well. Our lives have been disrupted on so many different levels, and it seems like we're just craving normalcy. But, but when we talk about normal um, in, in this context, that's not what we mean. That's not, all that stuff's not what I mean. I mean it on a more, I don't know, a higher level, a, a sort of abstract level. Normal in terms of how we view our lives, how we view our faith, about how we view uh, how we should be living our lives. And I, and I think when we, when we couch it in those terms that the loss of normality might actually be a good thing. So, so what is normal here? I got it for you on the screen. Normal is a standard that people conform to. It's the usual. It's the typical. It's the expected, right? Just that's, that's a great, I think that's a great definition for normal. Like, it's like, this is what we say, this is what most people do. This is how most people act. This is how most people think, and we call that normal. And normal, in those terms, has a pull about it. It's, it's got a, a magnetism. I, I remember when I was a little kid, and I know some of you think I can't remember that far back, but I'm, I'm not really that old, despite all that's happening to me in my life and in body and whatnot. Um, but I remember going to school and thinking, I just want to fit in. I just want to be normal. I don't want to be that kid, you know. And, and we all kind of, most of us have that feel of like, I just want to just kind of disappear into the background. There's always that one kid, y'all know what I'm saying? That, that like, no, I want to be weird. I'm going to make sure everybody knows that I'm, I'm, I'm weird. But, but for most of us, normal feels safe. Like, let's just do what most people do. There's a pull towards it, a, a, a normal way of thinking, a normal way of living, a normal way of making decisions. And, but, but the issue is normal is a moving target, meaning it's, it's constantly changing. What, what we call normal today, 15 years ago, we would not have called normal. There's a lot of things that have changed. Social norms change all the time. And sometimes they change in really good ways, and sometimes I would argue maybe they don't change in, in the best ways. And, and cultural norms and what I mean is that what's seen as normal by the largest group of people has a way of sweeping people along like, like a tide. Like everybody's moving in the same general direction of the current, right? It's like, oh, oh, that's what we do now? Oh, okay. Well, that's what we're going to do. Oh, that's how we think about this or that or the other thing? Okay. Well, that's, that's what we're going to do. But, and it's hard to keep up with the changes in normal. The culture is constantly changing. Sometimes good, sometimes I would argue not so good, and as a result, so is normal. It's constantly changing. So, so normal, though, uh, that, that's why it's, it's a little scary because normal pulls us in. Normal 
is the measurement we evaluate ourselves by. So we'll, we'll use the most people measurement. It's like, well, most people do it this way. This is how most people do it, so I'm just, I'm normal. Most people have a lot of credit card debt and struggle financially. We're, babe, we're just normal, right? M- most people uh, have these long, bad str- stretches in marriages and, 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 and they don't always do e- each other the right way and, and we're, we're no different than most people. Uh, we're, we're just like everybody else. Here's another one. And y'all might not have known I was gonna go here with this. Most young people, m- most single people, well, they just have sexual relationships with before they're married. That's just normal. Didn't know I was going there today, okay, but we're going there. Not, not, not today necessarily, but we're going there. Most people's kids, they, they kind of run the family. They kind of run the show. They're a little bit crazy, a little bit out of control. And we're, no, babe, we're just, we're like everybody else. We're, 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 we're like most people. And we use the measurement of most people to sort of affirm the way we're living our lives, the way we see our lives. We're, we're normal. We're like everybody else. Never mind, though, what maybe the Bible has to say about any of that, right? Never mind that maybe Jesus has a better way, a better than normal way. And if I'm a believer, and I know that not everybody listening today is, but if I'm a believer, it matters where I get my definition of normal. Shouldn't it matter, somebody? Come on with me. Are you with me? It should matter where I get my definition of normal. So, so what if, and this is my, my, my thesis here, what, what if... Normal isn't that great after all. Like, when we're talking about how we were living our lives as believers, when we were talking about how we handled our morality, our faith, or whatever, when we talk about that before the pandemic, what if getting back to that isn't such a good idea after all? What if there's something, what if there's something better than normal? And I'm going to argue that normal even though it feels safe, like it's a cuddly blanket, I'm going to argue that it's not as safe as it feels that normal actually might be a trap, that God hasn't called us to live normal lives. Like, like, like here's what I'm going to say. You won't get to your best life. And by that, I mean the life that God imagined for you when he created you. When Psalm 139 says he knit you together in your mother's womb. You will not get that by taking your cues from normal people. Right? That the life that you actually want to live, maybe that you don't even know that you want to live yet, is going to be counterintuitive to how most people think and most people live. Right? My goal is to convince all of us that we were not born to be norm. Come on, I just like it because it, it rhymes, all right? Just call me Busta Rhymes. Uh, anyways, nobody's Busta Rhymes fans. He's fa- he talks faster than I can. You, you were created by God to be a one-of-a-kind, no-one-else-like-you kind of person, and you are meant to stand up, and you are meant to stand out, not blend in. Amen? So you are who you are, and you are where you are in this life, in this world, because God has put you there, has special assignments for you, and your overall assignment, and my overall assignment is to glorify God with how I live my life. Like, my life should be a, like a, a thank, living thank you card to, to God for what he's done. And listen, I know it feels safer just to blend in and do what everybody else is doing, but ask yourself this question. If normal is so good, why isn't it working?
Is that hail? Is that sleet we're hearing in there? Come on, it's snowing out. It's a winter wonderland. Stay here for a little bit longer than you can go out into the winter wonderland. If normal is so good, why isn't it working, right? Why, why are most people so dissatisfied with their lives? You, you see all of this data. Why are most people dealing with intense bouts of loneliness? Why are so many marriages ending up broken and, and hurting and in divorce? Why are so many people strapped financially? Dave Ramsey says the average American lives on 109% of their income. Come on, do that math. It's not possible without credit cards, right? Why are so many people unhealthy emotionally, spiritually, physically? If normal is so great, why is there so much pain? Why is there so much chaos in our world? Why is there so so many hurting people? Why so much hate, domestic violence, racial injustice? If normal is so good, why isn't it working? Anybody with me on this? If, If you were... Yeah, if you are a follower of Jesus, if, if you are watching today, if you are in this space today and you claim the name of Jesus over your life, I want to appeal to you to get your Bible out over the next three or four weeks and read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's four books, the first four books of your New Testament. And in it, you're going to see in red, most Bibles, the sayings, the teachings of Jesus, and you're going to read about the doings of Jesus. And I want you, after you've done this, I want to appeal to you. Come on, somebody. Get in the Word of God. Study the scriptures and see after you're done reading that if you think Jesus came to this earth to call us to live what we would call the normal life, right? I don't think so. I think he'd say there's something better than normal. In fact, here's how he puts it in John 10. Look at this. He says, the thief comes only, the thief is the spiritual enemy, the devil, Lucifer, that's what we call him, Satan. The thief comes only Underline only in your Bibles, to steal and kill and destroy. That's the mission of your enemy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life, and say it with me, and have it to the full. That's the mission of Jesus. The thief comes to kill and steal and destroy and listen, I don't think we're all aware that, that we, are, we have a spiritual enemy, that he is the one sowing discord and disunity and hatred and, 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 and all of the things that are happening. It's him. And I'd argue this is what normal is doing to us. Following the social norms and trends about how to live life and about what our worldview should be has wreaked havoc on us. And that's not what Jesus said he came to do. He said he came that we might have life and have it to the full. The the old King James says it like this, that, that you may have a life and have it more abundantly. Come on, man, that's what I want. That's what you want. We want abundant life, right? And that sounds better than normal. Jesus is coming along here in 2021 and saying, I want you to know there's a better way than the normal way. Look, I'm not sure. After having evaluated how things went last year, just I'm talking about in in, in the church world, in this church and in just churches all around the country, I'm not sure I want things to go back to normal. Because I believe there's a way to live that is better than normal. I don't want us to go back to the sort of American version of our faith because 
Truth be told, it wasn't sturdy enough to handle the troubles that we've, we've been facing, that we are facing. And I would argue there's a sturdier way. There's a better way. There's a, there's a plant your feet on the rock kind of way that some of us may have been missing out on. And it's the ways of Jesus. It's the teachings of Jesus. It's the sayings and the doings of Jesus. So let's go to Jesus here. This is our key text for this series. Here's what Jesus says. Look at this. Now, before I read this, this is Matthew 7. Matthew 5 and 6 and 7 are all part of one large sermon that Jesus preached, the longest sermon that he preaches. We call it the Sermon on the Mount. And it's just this thing. There's a group of people gathered. He's on the side of a hill. He's teaching to a lot of people. There's religious people there. There's just regular people there. There are people who are curious about who he is. And he's talking about what the better way is. He, 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 he's, he's described what their normal life looks like, but he's describing what it could look like. And he says, here's how this goes down. He's, he's, at the end of the sermon, he's funneling everybody to make a decision. He's, he's, he's painting this picture, and we'll get to that in just a second. But look what he says. He says, enter through, underline this, narrow gate. This is Jesus talking. These are his words. For wide is the gate, you can underline wide, and broad is the road, meaning it's just a big, wide road, like a big, ten, you know, wide freeway that leads to what? Destruction. And many, underline that, enter through it, but small, underline small, is the gate and narrow the road that leads to what? Life. And, and we already know, Jesus said it's, it's, it's abundant life. It's life abundantly. And only what? A few find it. That's sobering right there. That's something to pay attention to. So when Jesus says narrow is the way, in another place he says, Jesus says, I am the way. He says, I am the truth and I am the life. When he says narrow is the way, he's talking about himself, that he's the narrow way. What's the narrow way? Jesus is the way of Jesus. I'm, I, I, I'm the way, Jesus says. Love Jesus. Surrender to Jesus. Abide in Jesus, John 15 says. Devote yourself to Jesus. Hold nothing back. Surrender all to Jesus. That's the narrow way. What's the broad way? Because there's a comparison contrast thing happening all through this. What's the broad way? It's the way of the crowd. You drift along, you do life however everybody else does it. You, you, you reserve the right to do your life your own way. You're like, eh, I'll read the Bible, I'll hear it on Sundays. But other than that, it doesn't really have any impact on my life. That's the broad way. You, you follow the social norms. So the end of this, uh, of this Sermon on the Mount, chapter 7, is Jesus painting these pictures, stark contrasts between the normal way, the sort of broad way, and the narrow way. He says there's a broad way, there's a narrow way, there's a wide gate, there's a narrow gate, there's a good tree, a bad tree, true disciples, false disciples, house built on a sand, a house built on the rock, people who do what Jesus says, people who say, eh, I, I, it might be good for some people, but I'm going to do it my way. And this is what he means throughout all of this, the, the end of this sermon. And it all comes down to this. Will the people who are listening on that day and will the people who are listening on this day, right here, right now, will they, will they, will they listen? And will they be wholly devoted to, to Jesus from their heart or will they not? Will they do what Jesus says to do or will they not? Will we follow the better way, the ways of Jesus are we, we follow the normal way, the ways of the world, the ways of the culture? And it all comes down to that. 
That's the tension here. That's the tension that you and I face. This isn't even so much about salvation as it's about a way of doing life. Yes, it's about salvation, but it's also more than that. It's a way of living life. Normal way, better way, Jesus way. Now, if you are on the broad road, right, let me just say this as graciously as I can. If your life kind of looks just like everybody else's in terms of how you handle marriage and life and morality and money and whatever else, it, it, it's, it, it might be time to realize that you're on the broad road, right? Matter of fact, matter of fact, if most people are doing it, this is the way I'm thinking now, like if most people are doing it, I probably should start looking for a better way. Come, come on, right? Because... Because normal's not working. So if I'm just going to keep doing normal, I'm going to keep getting what I always have, what? What I've always gotten. That, that, that's kind of the definition of insanity. They used to say, if you keep doing the same old thing, expecting a different result, you're insane. That's what they would say. We're all insane. Come on, y'all. We're a little bit. Just come on, a little bit. Everybody's a little bit crazy. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, nah, man, everybody's crazy but me. Mm, talk to the other people around you, right? We're all a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit jacked up. All right. That's why we do life groups, by the way. We help each other get a little less jacked up. Can, can I get an amen on that? A good amen? Like, why should I go to life group? So you can be a little less jacked up. We should make that a card, like on the sticker. Put it on your, you want to you wanna be a little less jacked up? Follow me to life point. Some people are like, no, you can get more jacked up over there. They have church when it's winter. What? It's crazy, I know, right? The, the, the better way is not usual. It's not typical. It's, it's not like everybody else. Matter of fact, the better way is going to come across weird to some people. Some people are like, brah, they got, they got religion. They're, they're weird now, right? And they, they don't know. We don't, we don't even like religion. We don't even do religion. We just want a relationship with Jesus. The religion stuff, y'all take that somewhere else. We just want to follow Jesus. We want to know Jesus. We, we want to see what he has to say. And, and so the better way is the way of Jesus, but it's counterintuitive. But when you, you follow the better way, it affects every realm in our lives in terms of our relationships and our money and how we view the world and how we try to change the world. And we're gonna get into how that, that happens practically speaking over the next few weeks, but today I just wanna point you to the better way. I want to invite you to follow the teachings of Jesus. Go read about them. And then I want you to say, which one is the better way? And then when you choose the better way, it's going to be a little bit weird. It, because even, like, like, take the Bible out of it for a minute. Like, everybody's like, I don't know about the Bible. Okay, take it out for just a minute, just for argument's sake. W wouldn't you agree that in our America today, normal isn't working? Can't, can't we just agree on that? Think about it. W what's, what's normal in terms of how American families schedule their lives, right? Overwhelmed, rushing around, stressed out at odds with each other, taking shots at one another, coming to church like this, knowing full well you were yelling at somebody on the way into the parking lot. Come on, that's normal, right? Never enough time for the truly important things because we're always drowning in what's urgent and we're missing out on, on, the, on the, the most important things. That's, that's our schedule. Is, does that wor is that working for our families? No, it's not working. It's creating pain and trouble. What's normal when it comes to money today? Let's be honest about that. Normal is... Keep chasing after better and better things, and when we get them, we find out we're never happy. That's normal. Normal is broke, right? Normal is debt. 
Normal is financial fear and worry. Normal is fighting about money with each other. Come on, that's normal. Think about your, your careers and your professional life. What's normal today? Do whatever it takes to get this paycheck, even though I don't even like my job, even though I wish I could find another job, but I'm not even gonna try because I gotta get this job I got because it pays the bills right now. Normal is feeling like there's gotta be something more, but you just don't have time to figure out what it is. We're too busy making a living that we forget to make a life. This is, what's, this is what's normal. Too busy trying to make a living that we forget to experience life, the abundant life. What's normal in relationships for single people? Hopping bed to bed to bed to bed with different people until you're like, well, this one will have to do and get married someday, right? Then four or five years into marriage, this is what's normal since things aren't going very well, since we didn't really plan well for our marriage, we just kind of did it. Then we do what, what normal people do, which is about half the American marriages. They end in divorce. And this is not an indictment on you if you've been divorced. I know bad things happen. I know you couldn't control that. But I'm just saying that's what normal is in our country. Normal isn't working. Come on, somebody. Even if you don't believe the Bible, believe this. Believe this. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Believe this. What does that even mean? I don't know how I said it like that. All right. Dave Ramsey has this thing, and I don't have it right, but here's a derivative of it. Let me show you. He has this saying about, about finances, but, he said, but, but here's what I'm going to say. If you want what normal people have, just keep doing what normal people do. But if you want what a few people have, and by that, that few people, I mean those people who go, man, why does their marriage seem to be working so well? Why does it seem like they aren't stressed out about money all the time? Why does it seem like their kids actually like them? Come on. Okay, uh, moving on. Like, Put that back up there for me real quick, would you? If, if, you want what, if you want what normal people have, do what normal people do. But if you want what a few people have, do what a few people do. Wise people know what they don't know, so they go to those who do know about marriage, about finances, about kids, about whatever it is. They go to those people, and that's what makes them wise. The few people find this, though. The majority keep just doing the same old things, expecting a different result. If you want a normal life, just keep doing it the normal way. If you, want, if you want the abundant life, choose God's way. Jesus never apologizes for living differently from his own culture. He never did. Even when he was criticized, even when he was, they disparaged his character, he stood up. He didn't back down. He kept living courageously. It takes courage to choose the better way. It wasn't just him. It was his followers. Acts 2, we talked about it last week. If you missed it, go check it out. They devoted themselves to a way of life that included reading the scriptures and gathering with other believers on a regular basis in God's house or with people at home, whatever that looks like. They devoted themselves to getting together in small groups. They devoted themselves to being generous with what they had so that other people could have something as well. None of that, by the way, was normal then, and none of that is normal now. And here's the thing for me. I know we're all fighting to get back to normal, but maybe we should all stop and realize God hasn't called us to go back to normal. There's a better way. And if I choose that better way, it's going to force me out of the mold, this culture, this world keeps trying to press me in. I'll have to change. To take hold of the better life, I'll have to let go of some things that were part of my old normal life. Three things and I'm done. The better, the normal way will change our perspectives. 
See, right now what's normal is I'm fearful, I'm anxious, I'm afraid, I don't have hope, I, I feel hopeless, I feel worried, I feel like a dark cloud is descending on me. But when I take hold of the better way, when I read God's word and I, and I, take, I lay hold of God's promises, I realize that I can be faith-filled, a big thinking, God is with us, God is for us, no matter what trial we're going through, we can see ourselves as loved by God, to see ourselves through the lens of God's favor and God's faithfulness, right? There was times in my life where it didn't look like I was gonna come out, but I did, and I remember God's faithfulness in those times. There's a way that where where, where we go to work every day anxious and fearful and angry and on the driveway, and some of us are gonna get the better way and we're gonna be going, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For It doesn't look good, Danny. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Come on. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. You don't want to sing with me? This is how I fight my battles. Everybody else is going, I'm going to show you how I'm going to fight my battles. I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. No, no, not me. This is how I fight my battles. Boom. This is how. People are going to see you driving down the road going, this is how I fight. And they're going to be, that guy's weird. You're on the better way. You're on the better way. They're stuck in traffic, bitter, angry, honking. Oh, not me. I'm on the better way. Listen, it's, it's a shift in perspective. It's a shift in attitude. But the good attitudes give you altitude. That's what happens. We're called to believe in the most difficult of circumstances that can happen in our lives, that God is at work in my life. Yes, bad things are happening. Yes, people are sick. Yes, things are, are, are terrible things have come upon us. But Romans 8 and 28 says, and we know that in all things, God is working for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Jesus says, you got to get a different perspective. If you want to be first, choose last. You want to be great, serve. That, that's what the Bible says. But you know what's interesting? We live in a culture that says, me, 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 me. And Jesus says, no, 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 don't make it about you. Make it about everybody else. When people start to learn to serve at work, when people start to put others first, to put the team first, you know what starts happening? They start getting noticed by the people above them. They start getting promoted. They start having doors open for them. You know why? They don't settle for normal me first isms. They started doing what Jesus said, the better way. You want to be great? Start serving. Learn to serve. Normal is make it all about me. It's about me. What about me? What about what I want? How come I can't have what I want? Jesus said if you want to go one mile, if somebody asks you to go one mile, he says you should go what? Two miles. You're like, not me, man. I don't even want to go to the first mile. Come on, I don't want to run a mile either. I, I don't even want to, I barely want to drive a mile. He says go two. I think you'll agree though. Think about this. The mindset of those people who go, yeah, I'll go the extra mile. Those are the very people that seem to have the favor of God and people in their lives. They're the ones that seem to always catch all of the breaks in life. While we're going, man, I don't know why they always catch the breaks in life. That's because they're the extra mile type people. Because they're doing life in God's way. It's not normal, but it's way better than normal. The sec- so perspective, it's going to change our perspective. going to change our priorities. Seek first, Matthew says. God's kingdom, God's righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom, his priorities, his agenda, his dreams, his way. And he says all the other things in life that you're stressed out about right now, that you're laying awake worried about food, clothes, shelter, all this stuff. He said that's going to be given to you because your father already knows what you need. 
put God first, but that's not normal. Normal is about me and what I want and what I'm dreaming about. You know what, normal, put, put God first. Like, like it's not normal to come to church anymore on a regular basis. And I don't mean just in person, I mean even online. It's not normal. People are like, oh, I'm gonna tag in once a month with God. I'm gonna check off that box. Listen, it's not normal to say, my family, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's not normal anymore. It's not normal to tithe. That's not normal. First things, the Bible says, belong to God. And it's not normal to put everything else, it's normal to put everything else first and then say, okay, God, here's a little something left for you. Right? That's, that's normal. But we won't impact our city. We won't impact our world by living normal. God didn't call us to norm. You weren't born to be norm. Third, last one. Y'all can come up and play so people will be feeling good about it, like I'm about to end. All right, here we go. The better the normal way will change our patterns. Let me just finish here. I love the book of Romans. I love Romans 12. If you go and look at my Bible, you're going to see that it's written all over, underlined, scratch, asterisks, arrows pointing at it because Romans 12 is incredible. The whole book is. But I want to show you Romans 12 from the message. This is a paraphrase done by a pastor. Verse 1, he says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you because if you're going to make change in your life, if you're going to do it God's way, God's going to have to help you. The pull of culture, the pull of normal is strong. God's going to have to help you. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life. See, because here's what we want to do. We want to make our life compartments. And so we have this compartment that's called God, and we have this little bucket of an hour on a Sunday, maybe twice a month or once a month. That's my God bucket. No, no, God says, no, no, no. Put it back up on the screen, please. He said, he said take all of it, all of it. Back up, back up, back up, back up. Take all of it, your ordinary life, all of it, and make it an offering to God, the way you live your life. The better way. Take it and make it an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Next verse real quick here. And, and just leave that there for me. And I'm going to talk about it for just a second. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. Notice this. It, the, the, some of the other translations says don't be conformed to the patterns of this world. There's a real pressure to conform to norm. He says don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you just sort of fit into it, blend into it, and get swept along by the tide of it without even thinking about it, without even considering, is this right? Is this norm? He says, instead, and this is the big word here, instead, fix your attention on God, on God's ways, on the way that Jesus taught and what Jesus said, what Jesus did. Fix your attention on that. As a result of doing it, you'll be changed from the inside out. Listen, there's going to be so many people. If you say, you know what, and it's only going to be a few. There's, even in this room, there will only be a few people who go, you know what, Danny? You're right. I've been just going with the flow in all of it. Just trying to fit in, just like most people. You're going to get real pressure from your family at work, at school, students at school, your friends. There's going to be people who are going, no, 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 what are you doing, man? What, what are you doing? That's weird, bro. That's crazy. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? As followers of Jesus, though, we're, we're called to live differently. There's going to be pressure to stay in norm. Don't do it. Come on, somebody. Students, don't do it. 
There's a choose the better way. It's not normal. Some people might call you weird, but it's better than normal. Don't become so well adjusted to the culture. Instead, and, and then look at this last part. Can we go to the next part? So unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Come on, somebody, that's what I need. Probably that's what you need. There is the normal way. We can all just, when things kind of, quote, go back to normal, we can just go back to the normal way. But it's the way of the crowd, even in churches, it's the way of the crowd. It's the broad way. It's the way of the world. It's the way of culture. But it's going to lead to chaos and pain and destruction. It's going gonna, it's gonna to lead, it's going to create turmoil in your life. Or there's the way of Jesus. It's going to bring out the best in you. It's going to bring out the best in you. It's going to develop well-formed maturity in you. If you want something better than normal in your relationships, don't do what normal people do. If you want something better for your finances, don't do what normal people do. Come on, go listen to some Dave Ramsey. He'll get you off that narrow road, I mean off that broad road real quick. If you want something better for your spiritual life, don't just do what the normal people do. If you want something better for your family, for your marriage, for your dating relationships, don't just do what normal people do. You were not called. Go read the text. You were not called the normal life. You were called a better than normal life. And then listen, I'm done. Personally, having looked back on the last few years, I'm just done with normal Christianity. And what I mean by that is kind of this lukewarm, mediocre, half-hearted, go to church once or twice here and there, but never actually change anything about anything, never risk anything, never feel the presence of God in my life, never sacrifice anything, just go to this church because it meets my needs and my expectations and makes me feel good. That's normal Christianity, and I don't think it's working either. I'm not going to get a lot of amens. That's okay, but God wants to change your life and my life for real. God wants us to have real spiritual power, lasting, firm foundations that are planted on the rock, not shifting sand, not swept off by the tide of culture. God wants us to change the world, and we will not change the world by getting back to normal. There's something better than normal. Amen. So, Father... Father, thank you. God, thank you, God. I believe, Lord, that in spite of all that's happened and all that's happening, that there's some of us that are going to get altitude because we're shifting attitudes, perspectives, and priorities, and, and, and the patterns of this world. We're not choosing to just go along with the pattern of what everybody else does. We're called out of that. You said in 2 Corinthians that you, you, you call us out of that into something new and fresh and, and, and with fresh air. And God, I believe that even though we're still facing challenges and difficulties, many of us are going to say, no, I can't keep doing the same thing, expecting something new. There's got to be a better way, and there is. It's the way of Jesus. And Father, I just ask that you, in your, in your, by your Spirit's power, would just come and lead us. God, we'll follow you. If you'll lead us, we will follow you. We will, we will run after you. 
Because we want more of you, God. We want more of your spirit. And we want more of your power. And we want more of your presence. And God, we want more of you in our lives. We want to choose the better way. And I pray over these folks that are here and over these folks who will watch this, who are watching it right now, God, that you get hold of our hearts and our minds and help us to rethink. God, help us not to just follow the patterns of the world without even thinking about it. At least, God, would you help us stop and think about it at least. I pray all of this in your good name, Jesus. Everybody said amen. Come on, give Jesus a hand, would you? Amen. Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this ministry has impacted you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, please visit lifepointsa.com slash give to make a donation. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we hope to see you soon at one of our Sunday worship experiences. God bless.